It's a good show. I'm Ford Pierre, and you're listening to Radio 8 Ball with Andras Jones. Welcome to Radio 8 Ball. Give us a shake. We're in the studio, tempting fate. Wherever you are, putting questions to the songs which we will randomly select here. With the help of our friend Synchronicity, and now it's time for Radio Ball. Give us a shake. It's a Radio Ball show. Welcome to Radio 8 Ball, the show where we answer questions by picking songs at random and interpreting those randomly chosen songs as the answers to the questions, like picking musical tarot cards. I am your host, Andras Jones, finishing out a series of three Radio 8 Ball episodes in one of my favorite cities, the city of Vancouver, British Columbia, and we're back like we were with Jeff Berner at the Blue Light Studios and loving it. And now I'm welcoming our musical guest providing the oracle fodder for our musical divinations today, Sarah Wheeler. Hello. Hello. Can we bring, we lost Sarah's voice a little bit. Can we bring that up a little bit? Hello. Say that again. There. Oh, maybe it's just because I don't have it turned up there. There we go. Anyway, we're there learning we though. Go. We're learning how this is. We how are. you? Welcome, welcome back. You were you got to you got to hang out at Zed Studios with Ford Pier at the beginning of this and ask your own question. Yes, that was a good time. And thank now, you. now you're the musical guest. Thank you for having me. This uh, is very exciting. Well, you know, thank me after. We'll see how how you feel after. Yeah, we'll see what eight how musical this divinations. Yeah. So uh, you have a list of eight songs numbered one through eight, and they're going to be the oracle fodder for our musical divinations. We're going to pick them randomly by either spinning the wheel of eight, picking a Radio 8 card, or spinning the Radio 8 coin. And now, would you mind playing some chords so I can read the songs and the numbers on your list? Song number one, Champion. Song number two, Horses. Song number three, Monstrous. Song number four, Never Stop Loving You. Song number five, On the Mountaintop. Song number six, Up, Open Your Heart. Open Up Your Heart. Song number seven, Perfect Game. And song number eight, Wake Up. I wish I hadn't missed up that one, that one little part because that was pretty cool. That was pretty, pretty awesome, man. So those will be the songs that are going to be answering our questions that we ask on the show. Radio 8 Ball. Questions answered. Answers questioned. We don't, we don't give any, out any wrong answers, but we don't actually give out any right answers either. It's just it's, we, we make reflections with music. And we're going to be using your music, Sarah, to engage the pop oracle in that way. We're going to have questions from... Several of your friends and collaborators who you've asked to join us here at the Blue Light Studios. And the final question of the show, once we've gone through seven songs, there's only going to be one song left on the board. And that is going to be the answer to your question, which you gave me and I have not read. And this is the point in the show that all the paper fetishists tune in for. Get your fill there, people. That was really good. You know, you'll. It's that's. We're gonna bring that back at the end of the show. People are just like in this heightened state of like, oh, bring me more of that paper crinkling. The paper is amazing. <laughs> I know. Uh-huh. I, you know, I started that as a joke, but now I actually do get a little bit of a, I don't know, a little 
something. It's old school. It's like the joys of the carrier pigeon. <laughs> what did you do with your carrier pigeons, Sarah? I still have them. Where on the little carrier pigeon? Where on the picture of the pigeon did Sarah play with you? Uh, no, this is getting personal. Sorry. Mm -hmm. So, well, that's what we're going to do, actually. Okay. Uh, so we so we are going to start off with my question. And I always start off with my question, and uh, it makes this a very weird interview show, because unlike most interview shows where the interviewer is invisible, it's like I start the interview by taking like 20 minutes just to talk about me. Can I get that out of the way? And then the, then the rest of this is going to be about, about you. But And one of the things that I love about this, and this is... So I, we just did one with Ford Pierre, who produced a record for me and who I've known for many, many years. And Jeff Berner, who I've known for equally long, and we've collaborated. And I was so excited to have them, and I loved having them as guests. But there's so much context, and there's so much history mm. that it can't help but kind of be a disappointment. Just because <laughs> I build it, I get so excited about it. And this format isn't just sort of like fun and just hanging out like it would be when I hang out with those mm -hmm. guys. This We have to get deep and intense. And all of that context just makes it messy. It makes me more sensitive to things. I just bring Aww. so much. That's fine. I mean, it's, that's, it was, it's great. And I loved having them here. And I know when I listen back to it, the experience of what we captured is going to be fantastic. Oh, it's gonna be, they're both lovely, oh, intelligent yeah. men. But yes. like I, I had Veda and Jeff, Ber Veda Hilly and Jeff Berner in here, and they were just making fun of me. And <laughs> it was good. I, I mean, I love them. But the point is that a show like this, where I don't know you, I don't know your, the people you've invited at all. I have no context whatsoever. And there's never been one of those shows that afterwards I've felt anything but pure joy no because i just get to meet a whole bunch of new people and like i know veda recommended you for the show so i know you're awesome very kind, very and kind. i've heard enough but i've kind of kept this when i someone there's someone who i don't have any context with i like to just keep that mystery like i'll know you by the end of this i'm gonna know your music we'll know each other we'll it's like we take like meeting someone and taking a psychedelic together i'm like whoa this is like the ayahuasca of podcasts. Yes, it is. The musical, the songwriter. It. It's like a, it. like a little songwriter therapy session. Mm -hmm. And over the course of it, it's kind of my therapy session. And I'm realizing that's, what, that's where I'm going to get to with my question is it's been a theme throughout this show, the shows that I've been doing up here in Vancouver. So the last 16, 16 podcasts that people listen to up till this of my pining love affair for Vancouver. Mm. And having come up here and made a, the the what is basically the final record of my what was my musical career here, and then abandoning it for like 15 years, and now coming back to the place where I made it at the time when I'm finally resurrecting it through the inspiration and excitement of a couple of other people who have sort of spurred me on to do this. You don't and, know that it's your final one, though. Well, obviously. that it's not. It's the final one of that era guy, mm -hmm. like that guy songwriter. I really do think feel like it's li the record is like the song, the last record that someone makes before they killed themselves. Because I'm an artist, I just killed off a persona, hmm. and it's taken me a while and i guess that's part of what it is, is i'm realizing coming back to this coming back to vancouver that it i'm i'm having 
like really weird dreams and all these great, like really actually really great synchronicities, things that are very inspirational and like I'm feeling my heart feeling really full and feeling connected to people and feeling a kind of inspiration about my own work. Cool. Reflected in the eyes of people who I respect and I've known for a long time and uh, that, uh, yeah, that there's this really profound, he yeah, profound healing that's, that's happening for me and just the experience of coming back here and doing these shows and having to think about this and having to think about what was it that I loved about this? What was it that I left? And there are so many questions that I have that that, that, that brings up. But it, I wanted to tie this in to the question that you asked when you came onto the show hmm. with Ford about the butterfly effect that songwriters have on them, have on... Uh, have on the, each other or on the world. Mm -hmm. Like, how, what, what effect can a song have? And right now, it's like a therapy session in the sense, like, working on this record is this therapy session because there's this... I wrote about it in the, in the blog today about the, with Mose Allison. Yes. That one of my best friends who I collaborated with died right around that time. And the metaphor that I use... For my experience is, I, have, I always say that I that is I, I don't always say for year for a few years now as I've been looking back at this I listen back to this and I feel like oh that guy is dead. Hmm. I refer to the guy who sang that like listen to it like it's a dead songwriter because I will never be that guy again. Mm -hmm. And maybe I will or maybe I won't, but I'm realizing that I'm probably processing, still processing the grief from the loss of my friend. Yeah. So, so the question when I, because this is, I knew I was going to go here with it, but I didn't know the exact question. But I think the question is, huh. <laughs> how dead is he? And you can take that however you want, because once the question is uttered on this show, it's no longer my question. So, but for me, that's my question to the Pop Oracle. How dead is he? And when you say he, do, that's, you, mean, do you mean I, your friend or yourself? That's, I'm going to leave that, I'm going to leave okay. that kind of open-ended, because I'm not sure that, I'm 100% sure where one stops and the other one begins. Mm -hmm. So, and now, to engage the Pop Oracle... I am now going to spin the wheel of eight. Na, 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 wheel of eight. Song number Ooh. five. Song number five. On the mountaintop. Hmm. Interesting. Is this where I play that song, Andres? Yeah. <laughs> it's where you play the heck okay. out of that song. Right. We walk down through the valley. We seek until we drop. 
gosh on the mountaintop from sarah wheeler the answer to my question how dead is he wow it's a clearer it's clearing out the air here isn't wow it? that was awesome yeah it's clearing the shit out what the hell just ha- he's like one second that was standing there was just i was there was a person here and then the, like a force of nature just blew through the roof oh my god okay well that that oh, in Lord. itself is uh you know, yeah. Well, tell us about the background of that song before I get into my interpretation. Mm. Um, it is... It's kind of a little bit about my partner who is Viking on both sides. So it's kind of a bit of a little Viking love song. She, both uh, my partner and I, um, to give you a little backstory, we... Uh, we both went through some very serious health uh, problems. She had big um, reconstructive surgery uh, at the same time that I had uh, cancer. So uh, we and we both we we went through that at the exact same time, and it was. Uh, well, there's you can write some songs. There was yeah. water from for, for, for <laughs> yeah. some songwriting having gone through that, and uh, it's just uh, it's just about um, uh, the tenacity of small creatures, basically, and those with Viking blood on both sides. The tenacity of small <laughs> creatures. Okay. Yes. Wow. Well, so. 
the la the last uh, episode I recorded before uh, coming to Vancouver, and the last one that t- is that came out that is uh, uh, not a best of was with Tracy Bonham, and we recorded it on April fourth. Which is the anniversary of Martin Luther King's assassination, and we had talked a lot about that. And when you talk about the mountain, the mountaintop, I think of Martin Luther King because that was the speech he gave the night before they killed him. If I've seen the mountaintop, mm. you know, I may not reach it, but you know. And so, and in that question, I was talking about how uh, I was, I was in utero when he died and my mom had written me an email saying that she always associates that the days that he was killed was also the day that she felt my first kicks so i've and so i have a all so i feel like i came out of the womb asking this question Hmm. like how dead is he Mm -hmm. right um, so, so the fact that that song made me think of that sort of made me go macro hmm. on my own question. Like I had left it open-ended. How dead is he? I could be talking about my father. I could be talking about Martin Luther King. I could be talking about my friend Josh, um, or I could be talking about myself. Mm-hmm. And it actually, when I say that, it makes me think of my father because, uh, he was, he was older when I was born and he was in, he was 40. Mm-hmm. And he spent a lot of time in my childhood. I remember in his like in his fifties, which is where I'm heading, close close to. Mm-hmm. Uh, he spent a lot of time talking about death, not like in a morbid way, but in a sort of poetic studying. You know, he was a professor, and so we'd do seminars on Moby Dick and the dream imagery in Moby Dick, and so a lot of talk about like where or Shakespeare and where de- how death shows up in these great works of art. So, I mean, there's no we like I said, questions answered, answers questioned. I've op- opened up this box, and I'll find my answers as we go through this. But I am kind of curious. Did you? If you were thinking about that song in the context of the question, how dead is he and he could be anyone, mm-hmm. what did you think about? What, would you have any ideas about how one might interpret that? Well, um, I think that having gone through the experience that I just went through, yeah. Um, Let's bring it back to me. That's yeah. No, I'm cheating. That's how we. No, that's how we. (laughs) The more selfish we are in this format, the more generous we are. Oh, fantastic! This will work well for me. Okay. Uh, No, uh, having gone through the experience that I just went through, I, um, I, kind of understand what you mean by the, like, the sloughing off of an old self of of your old self and the and the rebirth of the new um because you know that was a pretty intense experience that i went through that that kind of forces you to look at your own um mortality yeah and um like you said uh that can sound fairly dark but really actually the effect that it's had has been really positive for me like i no one wants to hear the cancer word is a terrifying word or the death word. It's another terrifying word. But, but those things really put into 
perspective what what is important in in life and to you it makes you really get down to the brass tacks of life and um and i think that it it, it it's for me one of the main things that i got out of it was um just how important it is to connect with people because having gone through you know cancer there's 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 the people that do well do a number of things well they 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 change their diet they change their their lifestyle they exercise they all of these things but one of the things that i found really interesting about going through that is the fact that humans actually need love and a purpose those two things are absolutely necessary for life. It's like, um, can you can you have can you get by with just one of them? You need you need both you, of them. Yeah, you need all these things just like you need air. Like if if you have you know if I don't know if you know this, but I had this little little student for a while, and her favorite her favorite, and I was like, what's your favorite animal? And she's like, I love rodents, and she loves guinea pigs. And I was like, do you have a guinea pig? And she's like. Uh, I actually don't because you need to have two guinea pigs. If you if you have one, it'll die by itself. But but if you have two, it's it's fine and dandy. And we we as humans really think that we're these intellectual beings that are above all of this, but we're not. And we and when you are really um, unwell, all of these things become very heightened and and. Um, more apparent to you. So I found that that connecting with people um, was something that is so important to me. And I think that what you're talking about is, are these people or are these past yous or are these people that you're talking about, are they actually dead? And I think maybe... Um, it doesn't really matter because it's it's about how you connect. Well, it's there are two big synchronicities that came out of that, and then I'll, we'll wrap this up and get to the next uh, mm-hmm. musical divination. But one, my my friend Josh, he died of cancer. Mm. That's so I, I didn't even think about. Then then we get a song that was that came out of the experience of cancer, and it's been a theme here. We had another artist on the show a few a few shows back, Tobias the Owl, who he had a similar sort of transformative. Exp- transformative experience from getting a really very, you know, very dire diagnosis and coming through out the mm-hmm. other end of it. So that gets a theme. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when you talk about those two needs, I was actually thinking about that today because I have, have you ever met, I mean, we always meet, I mean, I'm, I'm pretty consistently meeting people who have the struggle of not knowing what their purpose is. Like, I don't know what I'm here for. I don't know, which, and I feel like an incredible luxury in my life that I've never had that. I've never had a moment of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so knowing what my purpose has never been an issue, but connectivity mm-hmm. as a, as a, where I am in my life now, far, far less. When I was younger, when I was, you know, when I was friends with, when those, these people were all alive, um, including myself at that time. Do you mean that you you feel you had more connections with people oh, yeah. when you were younger? Oh, yeah, much, much more. I, mm. I'm, I live a very, very isolated mm. life at this point. But I realized 
and this goes to my, this is where we'll wrap it up for my question, is that they, when I ask how dead are they, it's because they're not dead to me at all. Mm-hmm. In fact, I probably have a greater intimacy with my ghosts, my relationship with th- my ghosts who are actually passed on ghosts is so rich and so profound. And I, I don't want to like, there, <laughs> I want to say more meaningful than anything, but there's the reason it's so meaningful is because there's no competition for any, like once you're gone, you're everyone's and anyone who wants to take, from that spirit and connection, you know, whether it's Martin Luther King or your dead father or your dead best friend or whoever, that they're not, they're only like, they're not that dead. If you're, if they're still inspiring you, if you're still talking to them, Mm -hmm. if you can still hear their voice and if they're a musician or they're a writer or they're an artist or they're someone who is, who is like Woody Guthrie said, injected themselves into the, bloodstream of the nation and of my personal nation then Mm. then you know that's how dead they are or how not dead they are Mm -hmm. is how much they can still inspire me to i don't devote my show and and what i do to them Mm -hmm. you know as my greatest audience Mm -hmm. and i was talking on the last show with jeff about my arrogance as an artist and that's where it comes from, is I'm so much more interested in what Josh thinks about my work than what anyone who's listening to this could possibly think. And in my mind, he loves it and hates it, depending on, depending upon how I feel about myself usually, but usually it's love. Um, so mm-hmm. that's how this thing works, Sarah. It is, it is. And now that I've taken up my portion of emotional space like i got that out of the way and i can now just be here for you and your guests and your songs you know lots of people don't take this is your artistic expression and lots of people are afraid to take the risk of really being themselves in their art and i think that's hugely admirable so now it's your turn thank you (laughs) (laughs) thanks for listening to radio eight ball If you enjoy the show, please subscribe to us on iTunes or Stitcher and check out our website and the links provided for info about past and future shows on the Radio 8 blog, our ongoing Patreon campaign, and where you can download our Radio 8 Ball app that allows you to engage the Pop Oracle directly in the form of every song ever performed in the history of Radio 8 Ball. I hope today's musical divination brings and brought the sync to you wherever you are. And until next time... I'm your host, Andras Jones, wishing you lots of spine-tingling synchronicities, connections with the natural world, and all the inspiration you can handle. It's the Radio 8 Ball Show. It's a good show! <laughs>